Welcome to the Ministry of Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. We're at episode 27. 27, good 27, number. 27, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about actually skipping uh, an episode, Richard. That's right. Just then, you know. Just go straight we, to 28. We had no idea what number we're up to. Our filing's terrible. I'm it? kind of inspired by Firefox. I think we should just go to version like 100. What, what do you mean? They're at uh, number six. six. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you know, for a long time we had three and then 3.1, 3.2, and suddenly they've decided that every. Is there no quarter, I think. Every quarter yeah, yeah. they're going to go a new number. Uh, did they do a five? Like, yeah, they did. Five oh, okay. lasted like a quarter, so that's yeah, like three months. Yeah. I, I just, that doesn't it's work. It's progress for me, right? Well, like, they're like, you know, upgrade, upgrade. So I did upgrade and I didn't like it. Did and, you know, the new features, I, there was nothing there. Uh, I just, I'm just one of those people that likes progress. And when there's a new number, I just naturally believe that there's something good in it for me. Yeah, but the thing about like a point number is like, yeah, 3.1 to 3.2, you think, there's not a lot here, really. Yeah. And you're like, that's cool, though. It's a point number. But when I go from 5 oh, to 6, major release, major I expect release. to see something exciting. And, yeah. it, and there isn't anything. Um, it's just no, a, you're it's right, just Because really. they've only had three months to write some more stuff. It right? seems faster, the version that I'm using. Really? It seems slower, my version. Yeah. Well, the Windows version seems slow. I'm going to say I'm using the the Mac version, and that that seems snappier. There's no full screen kind of thing though, because it's not it's not um, Lion compliant. The version I'm using anyway, okay. and and I want full screenness. Yeah. So you're going back to Safari? Eh? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can, well, I kind of run between them because I actually quite like using this thing called LastPass, which is a password manager. Right. For um. Uh, for for Firefox, don't seem to be any good password managers for um. Well, for Safari or Chrome. So I, I use yeah. I use Firefox because it's you know it's it's platform independent, uh, which means I get the same kind of browsing experience on Windows and and I know yeah, I can, it's, all, I can it's put, crap everywhere you mean. It's crap. Yeah. It's consistent. But, but the other day I clicked on something and it, it opens Safari and I was like, oh weird. Yeah. Wow, just not and not not in a negative, unattractive way. It was just yeah. like weird that I'm in a different browser. I, I'm kind of using um, Firefox at work. Yeah. And Safari at home. I'm kind of trying to share my love, my browser love, and I, and I really can't... Trying to get a work-life balance. I, I am. The one that I can't get into is still Chrome. I just don't like the... I don't like the Chrome of Chrome. Yeah. yeah. I don't either. I, it's just it's a bug. It just I, don't bugs even, me. I don't even install it. Oh, I, I don't like the yeah. Googleness of it. Yeah, I, I do because I feel that, uh, you know, this, this might be some occasion where I need to use Chrome for some reason because Safari or Firefox won't render it right. And I just got to use it, so I just do it just in case. Right? Is it, do you do those sorts of things? You know, no. Install stuff just in well, case. Well, yeah, because I'm on a Windows platform, I've got Internet Explorer, and so typically, oh, you've already everybody, got a third te- everybody tests, you know, everybody kind of tests for it because it's still the dominant browser. Oh, you lucky dog! So you know, I don't, choose, I don't use it by choice in my head. It's just like, yeah. oh, maybe yeah. that'll work under Internet Explorer. So my wife had exactly that experience mm. just the other day. She was like, oh, I couldn't get, I couldn't fill in this form, the like little calendar widget wouldn't pop up, and I said. Oh, I wonder, maybe I need to run under IE, yeah, IE on yeah, Windows, yeah. and sure yeah. enough, it was fine. IE 8 or 9? Yes. Yeah, I, I tried. 8, I think. 8. Uh, oh, okay. I, be, I tried uh, 9. It's really good. Very, yeah. Very snappy. Very snappy. Yeah. What were you doing on it? Uh, or, you know, browsing whatever the default was, like msn.com, <laughs> actually. No, it just seemed really, really snappy and yeah. fast, and... It wasn't too dissimilar to 8, which I've gotten used to. Right. Uh, but that was under a Windows VM, so I presume you know running it natively, uh, not in a virtual machine, would be even better. Oh, yeah, okay. so you're sport for choice, try. really, aren't you, with the old... And that's why I don't go for Chrome. I, I really wish I had Internet Explorer for Mac. I wish... Th- I might have, have to talk to Microsoft. Remember I know. There was. That, that, exactly. That was like the... They got deprecated. It was the default browser for Mac for some time before Mac OS X. Yeah, the yeah. other thing that got deprecated that I didn't know... Front row. 
Oh, yeah. From that front. Yes. They, you know how I found that out? I pointed you, my remote right. at it and pressed menu yeah. and nothing happened. I thought, oh, that's weird. You know what they probably also deprecated that you didn't know was probably the infrared port. No, it's still got one. <laughs> it says it? Well, at least it's... What oh, is it? What actually, is it? no, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> you're right. Actually, now I think about it, that's the light that says it's on. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Hey, so, uh, so there's two reasons why it wouldn't work. Exactly. So, so um, I don't know why I bought that heap of crap. Because no infrared report. No, no oh, infrared port. I know it's it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, what do you think about Steve Jobs uh, moving on? I was not moving on. He's not moving on. He's not moving on. He's not dead. No, don't eulogise the man, no. Richard. No, he's not. No, dead. I was actually pretty sad. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I genuinely was because you know I give Apple stick and all that kind of stuff, but you know I let's be honest. I mean, you know, I own quite a lot of Apple product. Yeah, I, you know, he's done. A really good job for the industry uh, in terms of you know it was mm. it was a pretty boring industry when he until Apple came back right it was kind of like uh, yeah dull so. dull PCs running boring crappy versions of Windows and then you know the the rise of Apple I think has really pushed the boundaries in terms of you know the mm. consumer experience oh, whereas it's made it consumer I think you products. know Microsoft at that point they were they were saying Vista's the the dog's bollocks and you know yeah. we needed yeah. somebody else to champion usable devices because mm. nobody else was doing it well, yeah I, I think he's been totally instrumental in, in just changing the view of what a computer is and turning it from being some boffin device to being something that everyday people would want to use and can use. And we're almost there. We almost. are. We're almost yeah. there. And that's why I think the, the, the brightest days are yet ahead for Apple. I mean, I think he said something like that, you know, the most innovative, blah, 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 exciting days are um, ahead of us. And I actually believe so because I, I, I think we're only actually just at that point where the stuff is actually any good. Uh, and I'm talking about things like my phone, using a tablet, uh, my laptop, you know, things like that. The, up until now, I, I think even, you know, the best Apple computers, for example, have still just been slightly better than, you know, the best PCs. But That's right. I think yeah. we're really, we're at that kind of cusp where everyday people can use this stuff and it pretty much works and you don't have to, you know, have a And you're getting that convergence degree. of, you know, good good computing power with... You know, low, yeah. low, With you know, low voltage, power usage, low, low power yeah, usage. long battery use. It's yeah. it's really you know mobility, all that kind of stuff is really starting to happen. I, that's a good time to be a geek, Richard. It is a it good, is a time, good to time to be alive. It is. Uh, I I tell my kids that all, that all the time. I say it's very exciting to be alive right now, uh, and and just many great things are going to happen. And then yeah. he bloody goes and resigns as CEO. Yeah, but you know, chairman of the board. I mean, you True. know, uh, Bill Billy's old. Uh, he's still chairman of his board. Yeah, look at look at the decline they've gone through. <laughs> yeah, but he's not a hands-on chairman, right? And, and he's got a got a tosser like uh, Steve Ballmer, yeah, you know, the, the smartest man in Microsoft uh, running the show. True, you know. So I think that's a difference. I think there's a difference. I'm sure Steve's going to be a lot more hands-on, and uh, you know, take that vision for the future and help them steer them. That's what he's going to do. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I was. Yeah, I was yeah. sad. And I also hope um, mm. that he spends a bit more time with Pixar because, you know, that last Cars movie? Yeah, pretty that's bad. Good, I heard. Pretty yeah, bad, yeah. I heard, yeah. Too, too many characters, that's what I think. Uh, too many characters kind of just to create lots and lots of, you know... I, it's just, just lame, really. Oh, okay. You know, I, don't, I didn't like the first Cars that much. No, I didn't either. Yeah, it wasn't, so, wasn't my favourite. you know, if that wasn't your favourite, but that was like the worst um, performing Pixar film of all time. So why did they make a sequel? You know, did they want to kind of redeem themselves? Was it worse performing from a from a franchise perspective or just from the actual box office? I think box office. Yeah, box office I think is fairly minor. And even more importantly, Richard, IMDb rating. Ooh. You know, it had the lowest IMDb rating uh, of any Pixar film. And And was John Lasseter involved? Lasseter? Lasseter, sorry. Yeah, uh, yes. 
He's involved in everything, Pixar. Right. He's like part he's of like the, the DNA. Jobs, he's like the Steve Jobs of Pixar. Right. Time for him to move on. <laughs> <laughs> he should become chairman. He should. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you've been up to much apart from feeling a bit sad about, you know, Steve and this. Uh, so, I guess the most geeky thing I did, you know, was I, you know, bought a TV. So I did that. Oh, I, I faced that great why? LCD plasma decision. So the reason why? Yeah. So uh, as we discussed in the previous podcast, I got stuck in the snow, and the place I got stuck in the snow was my in-laws, and they inherited a particularly crappy LCD TV. Your old one uh, from from my, yours truly, <laughs> right. which we got rid of because it had a nasty habit of the backlight going out from time right. to time. Right, so it would be quite a dark LCD. It was a particularly dark LCD, and so low, low it would power go out every yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah, it would yeah. go out every fifteen twenty minutes. Right, but um, when I was watching it the other day at the house, it was going out every minute to, to two minutes. Right, strobing. And that's that's kind of really thing. irritating because yeah. you got to turn it off, turn it back on. You know, you miss parts of the program. It's it's yeah. yeah I, th- I think that uh, it maybe would lead to a suboptimal viewing experience. It was a sub- it was yeah. just a shame actually because I mean. Obviously, TV? you expect it yeah. to be crap. It's, it's Phillips. Oh, those damn Dutch. <laughs> they Not are, again. They're Dutch, ruining our, Dutches, yeah. our life. Um, Lives, yeah. And so, but it's actually a beautiful picture. For for its time, I always thought it had a really beautiful picture. And I actually think part of it was it had nice colour saturation, but also had a really nice surround. Surround. That actually, oh, right, that actually yeah. created a very thick black around the outside of it. Did it have the ambilight? It did have an ambilight. Oh, yeah. I've got ambilight on my Phillips uh, yeah. piece of crap <laughs> panel uh, and I've actually turned it off well largely because I don't use it the panel very much at all I, I don't want to use the TV it. I think I might turn it on it makes it kind of a little bit of a sparkling noise yeah. though. did you notice that <laughs> which adds kind of not no. only to the ambilight but also I'm not sure it worked more on, my, on that one actually it probably shorted out at the same time the, uh, yeah, the backlight, the backlight died. Died, so. yeah, maybe they were actually they saved money by incorporating the ambilight with, Light, yeah. with the backlighting yeah. so anyway yeah. so, so I said to them look I'll, give, uh, look, I'll advance you some money lend you some money uh, go and buy another TV because I, I can't stand you this you can't stand uh, this the yeah. thought of coming to your house again and being faced with this I can't stand even though the being snowbound is a once in a lifetime event in, True. in Wellington you don't want to take the chance Richard True, but, I, but I doubt that visiting yeah. my in-laws will be Oh, correct. Yeah. All oh, right. So you were going to visit them outside no, of snow. Events. I think so. I think so. All right. Well, yeah. No. Having explained that, I can understand your, you know, being distraught. Yeah. So they were like, "Cool, cool, great. Yeah. What should we buy, Richard?" And I was yeah. like, "Ah, oh, uh, plasma." So, you know, next day, next day, I get this call. It's like, "Okay, I found this plasma, three D." Three D. Three D. Yeah. Really we're cheap. Talk- no. Hello. Uh, cheap. Three yeah. D. Three D. Plasma. Mm, Does sounds, not compute. Sounds dodgy. So, mm. so that was that was my first experience. The fact that you know some of these bigger plasmas are a one hundred two four by seven sixty eight. Yeah, mine's kind of like the old HD ready because I bought mine before yeah. the kind of full. So HD. not HD. Yeah, it's HD not ready. full HD. It's HD ready, which yes. is to say it can take an HD input. Yeah, that's kind but of it's pretty. But it's largely it's largely got the resolution of a netbook, blown uh, up. <laughs> it's, it's got a resolution of my iPad. They're exactly 1,024768. There you go. Blown up to 42 inches. Or, in fact, you can get them blown up to 50 inches. Yeah, but if you stand far enough back, Richard... You well, know, actually, and this was the thing. It looks fine. You can't this was the thing. I found that I didn't have to stand that far back before it looked fine. Yeah. Because the funny thing was, I went into Harvey Norman. Mm-hmm. and Oh, the Mecca. The, well, but the problem it's is, the for some reason, selling all these high-end TVs, they were showing Sky Sport. Right. Sky Sport was showing cycling. 
So there you're talking about a camera mounted on the back of a of a motorbike, <laughs> yeah, being bounced off a satellite, yeah, and then you know to a base station, then bounces bounced off another satellite to get. We're to talking demo. We're talking demo material. We're talking right? crap. And it, <laughs> to be honest with you, the blurrier the image, the better. And therefore, I was thinking the standard defs or the HD ready, probably okay. They look the best because yeah, yeah. they they weren't they weren't trying to make that image look good because they were like, hey, that's the best I can do anyway, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of like, oh. and you get that whole. I, I find that when you go into um into these stores, you get that whole. Sort of almost like a weird sort of tunnel effect where you think, actually, you know, 80 inches is not that big. Yeah, it's, it's terrible, isn't and it? And then you turn and, and look at the yeah. 42 and think, actually, that's pretty small. That's yeah. the kind of thing you put in your toilet. Exactly. That's smaller well, than my iPad. That's know? right. That's right. And so you think, yeah, maybe maybe it would be okay. okay. Um, and so, yeah. So it's, it's interesting how they uh, position and lay out televisions in a Harvey Norman because I, I went into one a little while ago and you're exactly right they almost lead you through here like the little incy wincy screens like here's yeah. a 17 inch thing and then you move into the 32s and then the 40s and then into the big whoppers and literally you, you, you have you condition yourself to get up to that thing and go oh yeah I can see that mounted on my wall yeah because you're forced uh, as, as you walk back to look yeah. at these small ones going, oh. it's, for, it's like this false perspective yeah. they create yeah, that's dangerous. So what did they end up getting in terms of size? So they got a 42-inch. Right. So I, I yeah. cancelled them down to 42-inch. I Is mean, they were going from a yeah. 32, so right. still a reasonable jump from them. And um, they did go full HD? Or? Full HD, so I encouraged them to go full HD. Future-proofing, it was, it was Future-proofing. Future, future-proof. the funny thing. Is it's future-proofing, but you know, they've, they've got Sky. It's not It's not my Sky. It's not HD Sky. It's, it's just HD, standard. So sky, yeah, or, it doesn't look any better. But no. I felt good knowing that they had that capability. Well, um, yeah. Well, and Freeview looks nice. Yeah, Freeview. Looks I was going to say though, you know, nowadays with people, if they, if they don't really have any HD sources, then maybe it doesn't make sense to give them the full HD thing because we'll, they'll probably leapfrog into some kind of ultra HD. Or, True. Or, you know, you might as well skip a generation. I reckon. Right. Okay. You know, if you're not already there, skip it. I've, I mean, I've got that 1024 768 panel, and frankly, I, unless it blows up, I'm not about to replace it. Fair enough, too. Um, and I don't know if you know. Because replacing that would cost you six oh. hundred bucks. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, I could I could buy another iPad for that. That's right. And double the resolution. Uh, also, you know, resolution is not the be all and end all, and and people kind of go to that because it's an easy number to look at and compare. But resolution is about the fourth most important thing in color, uh, in in picture quality. Did, did you know? This? I mean, things like color accuracy, contrast. Uh, and there's something else, <laughs> which I can't remember, <laughs> yeah. uh, is actually more important than uh, raw resolution. But people just, they just go, oh, are you getting a full HD thing? Or, you know, what, what's the numbers? It's like, oh, do. You know, there's actually more to it. Just look at the picture. Does it look nice? And then leave it, let it be. Yeah, I think that's, that's where I got myself in trouble. So, right. So I was like, oh, I think you should get full HD. And, yeah. And I probably would too. Let's be honest. It was one of those. I don't want you to. I don't want you to regret whatever you purchase, right? Because frankly, I'm finding this this troublesome and tiresome, and I don't want to do yes. it again. Um, the other interesting thing I found, you know, coming back to the whole store placement, was in Harvey Norman. Quite interestingly, they had two 42 inch Panasonics. One was an LCD, and one with a plasma. Right. And yes. Very conveniently, they stuck them almost next to each other. Yeah. Whereas in a lot of stores, they they won't put them next to each other because you don't want to see them. Because you don't want to see them. No. Well, actually, as a consumer, you do want to see them yeah. side by side because you want to levels of contrast. Good in the plasma, was it? Was yeah, it? very good in the plasma. Yeah. Panasonic do top plasma. So, so they did. They had kind of a mixture, which I thought was quite interesting. And then we went to Noel Leemings, and yeah. what was interesting at Noel Leemings was they had all the LCDs around the outside of the wall and they had all the plasmas in the middle of the store. Right. Because, of course, the plasmas aren't as bright. 
and it's darker and in the so middle. And so it's darker in the middle, middle of the store. So very strategic placement. Jeez, they're clever buggers, aren't they? Are. Yeah. And in the end, that was you know that's what ultimately the decision came down to because you know price there wasn't much in it, sixty bucks in it. Yeah. Uh, was did I want something that was bright or or good. something that had nice warm colours? I'd, I'd see. I'd go for the warm colours and the contrast, oh, with, black levels, and that's yeah. what we went for. Yeah, but but the thing, see, I was almost, I was all sold on it. And then the guy said, "Well, are you worried about reflection?" I said, "Am I worried about what? Are you worried about reflection? Because of course, plasmas have got glass. Yes. They have to be glass, whereas LCDs tend to be plastic, yeah, that, that and therefore they can kind of have." Yeah. yeah. See, I don't watch television uh, with the lights on, you know, bright. Yeah. It's just like when I watch movies. I would always turn down the lights, dim it, or have sort of mood lighting around the side. So reflection's not usually a big problem. Or yeah. I draw the curtains. So, True. And, you know, True. I don't watch TV in the daytime. Uh, might use it for playing games with the kids. Yeah. In which case, I just draw the blinds. True. Yeah. But I got to that yeah. classic situation where, you know, read all the specs, read all the background. Yeah. My brain said to them, you should buy the LCD. Oh, right. Power consumption? The Does that come into it? It doesn't really anymore, nor does panel life anymore. They're, they're because both... you hate the planet? <laughs> and they're, not, really... they're not actually that much different. It's not, is it? It's it it like used to be a problem. used to be an issue, didn't it? Yeah. And similarly, panel life is, yeah. is very, very good on them as well. So. Uh, in terms of uh, you know renewable, sustainable materials used in each of yeah, these things? Yeah, I mean, things, you know, it, it's reusable plastic. Yep. Yeah, you can melt that down and, and, <laughs> and, and make power. Uh, anything about you know use of child labour or uh, you know inappropriate? Well, I got labor. a child to help me put it in the van, <laughs> really, uh, yeah. and get it out again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so is it your parents actually? Uh, your in-laws actually got it yet? They have. They got it. They Very have. happy with it. Yep. They set it up themselves. What you could have done if they're not really in the know, which clearly they're not, is that you could actually bought them a you know low spec thing and a transonic from the warehouse, for example, and just said, "Well, it's actually HD." Um, it's just the rebranding, the Chinese version of Panasonic. Well, this, no, been... but this is the thing. They didn't care. Exactly. All the stuff I was you telling them, saved them money. they didn't care. I could have saved them money, but I would have felt bad. Oh, Richard. You know, that... And I still feel bad. I'm still not sure that having encouraged them to spend more, that that was necessarily a good idea. I should have just let them buy the cheap one. Yeah. Well, don't think of it as cheap. Think of it as a value brand. Yeah. Well, value I mean, brand. at the end of the day, though, I mean, I, I talked them out of 3D. So, yeah, right. I've done oh, something right. Oh, thank goodness for that. Because they wouldn't have even had any 3D sources to put through it, right? Well, no, it'll do it'll do upscaling. Can you? Oh, you mean TD to 3D yeah. conversion? Well, I, you know how I feel about that, Richard. No, I, have you ever experienced it? Uh, no, but it's an abomination just from the sound <laughs> of it. No, I won't. Even, I won't even allow myself to see that. It's just not right. Isn't it just like upscaling from DVD to 1080p? Yeah, no. but but you can't. No, it's not. No. And, you need, and you do need to do that, right? Yeah. You do need to scale low res to high res just to fit the panel. But two D to three D, you right. can't just add another dimension. Well, it's got to be easier than one D to two D. Yeah, true. <laughs> I prefer three D to two D because that's like a row yeah. of dots being turned into a barcode. So yeah, that'll be hopeless. Oh. Anyway, so, that's... so okay, we're talking about um, you know, you know, sort TVs? of cheap. Well, and Panels? buying value, buying value. Buying I, just, value. I, I do want to show you this, Richard. This um, cable I bought, which. You know, not very exciting. It's just a mini display port to HDMI cable. But does that not look like real, like a real Apple product? <clears throat> and yet, it is not. It is not. It, it is. Uh, it is a faux Apple cable, which has all the stylings, even the same packaging, the packaging yeah. right down to the color. The only thing it doesn't have is an actual bona fide Apple uh, label on it. And I bought or this. a design by Apple in yeah, California, exactly, yeah. made by Slave Labor yeah, and Joe. Exactly. None yeah. of that bollocks. Um, but you know what? 
it works. It's just a damn cable, and I didn't have to pay 50 bucks, uh, plus all the Apple tags for why this. Is it, why is it still in the package? Oh, I just haven't plugged it in yet. How yeah, do you know it works? Oh, well, I'm assuming it works. The other, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. The, the, the other two cables that were exactly from the same supplier, uh, they did work. Okay. So on faith, on faith, Fair I'm going to assume this works. I might just and, go and, and reason, you know, actually, as I was saying to you before yep. the podcast, started, like, there's some people that said they're actually better than the Apple ones. Really? The generic ones, for, generic. for whatever reason. Maybe they're just better made. I would have thought it comes probably from the same factory, but some little guy has been spiriting away a few uh, units per run and putting it into this generic yeah, packaging. You can see that they've painted it out. Look, here's the apple. No, just oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Look, I don't, I, don't, I don't care if it's contraband. You know, I, I give plenty of money and soul to Apple. I just want cheap cables. But you know what to me offends me, though? The fact that I need three different blooming cables to plug into the various devices that I might oh, no, encounter in yeah. my life. And uh, it's, it's just frustrating. So I need you a You know, reach. I felt like such a fool because... Um, I, I thought, ah, I could. This is when I was upgrading my. Speaking, of, yeah, yeah. When I was upgrading my um, my old Mac to my new Mac, I thought, ah, it's got Firewire. I'll plug in Firewire. Yes. I didn't realize Firewire three has a different plug to Firewire two. Uh, Firewire four hundred. Firewire whatever I had before. And I, so I got my cable out. Very excited. I'm not like, compatible. Hello, do yeah. I need another? I'm not. I'm not buying another cable. Oh, I can lend you a cable. I've got. Tons of firewire cables. I did over Wi-Fi. It was fine. <laughs> it was a little bit slow. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit slow. Speaking of cables, my other yeah. thing I had to say about cables is I... Oh, so, I yeah. so when I built my Mac Mini, or not built, obviously, set up my Mac Mini, I have two hard drives to either side of it um, to provide extra capacity for right. uh, photos. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they're right next door. And so I really want to... It really annoys me that I have a meter-long USB cable to travel... Yes. 15 centimetres? Yeah, that's it. So I thought, I'll go on the web and I'll buy a 15 centimetre yeah, USB Yeah, can you cap. do that? You can't do that. There's a, like a minimum run length, like, There's whole it? like um, like forums of people going, I just want a cable that's yeah. like 15 centimetres. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, you have to get like a retractable one. And no, they suck. They, they're, they're ugly. <laughs> yeah. And they don't work very well, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah. And so it was like, oh, I just couldn't believe you couldn't get a cable that length. If you go behind my uh, Mac Mini in the lounge, you'll find... Uh, one of those extra long things, but I've just sort of twirled it around and used a twisty. Oh, that's and I, exactly and, and, what I did. And I, just, I, I, the OCD part of me, Richard, didn't like that because it's plugged into this, you know, beautiful little Mac, old Mac Mini, of course, yeah. very, very old. And it's just like, you know, Johnny Ives wouldn't want me to do that. Neither would Steve. Yeah, right. But I don't, I don't see it. It's hidden, so I, I can kind of cope with that. But it, it, well, mine are hidden too. The but, tyranny of the cable. But every so often, you look behind, you think, "Oh, look at those annoying cables." Do you have a rat's nest behind you? Behind your like AV? Not this time. Cabinet? Oh, behind my. Uh, yeah. I've got a few. Uh, you know, I've got a few cable ties in there to try and tidy it up. But mine is an appalling, unholy mess, and I, you know, I want to do something about it, but it would actually take. You're too scared it, to touch it. There's partly that because yeah. I've from time to time I had to unplug things and you know I don't I, I don't even probably have enough powerpoints because I've got little plug boxes there yeah. as well. Even though um, when I built this house I actually had you know, like four powerpoints put in behind there. I thought you know that's going to be enough. <laughs> oh my god! I had the speaker cabling cabling on there, so that's all nice. But I didn't I didn't get Ethernet run through the house. Yeah. Big mistake. I really wish I'd done that because I thought yeah oh, you know wireless networking. That's going to be good enough. <laughs> so I'm relying on like this power line adapter to get me from this room into that room. But yes, the, the, the actual electrical plugs is a big problem. And then I've got like 
quite a few components in my little rack thing. But if you look behind there, it's just evil. And I literally can't, I cannot face actually mm. unplugging any of it. I, I don't even think I want to move house anymore. Because yeah. I'm concerned that I'll, I won't ever be able to like get it all working again. But yeah, did, did you like um, like sort that out as you kind of set up your stuff? Did you, is that what you do? Do you kind of just make sure it's all very tidy? Because I've got you know our friend Steve, who's a big, bit of an AV nut. I bet he does that. I bet he like gets little bits of conduit and you know gets it all beautifully oh, no. tabled and labelled. I, I love that. I love no, the but the best thing I did do was because my my TV sits on a. I'm sure you're the same. It sits on a yeah. unit. Yeah, I put wheels on it, so you roll it all out. You kind of configure it all and you push it back against the wall. Hey, yeah, I know, Richard. My, mine's a stationary static unit that's like two meters wide and you know weighs about a ton. Yeah, mine's two uh, meters wide and weighs a ton, but it's on wheels. Hey, mine, it's got a lot of wheels. My, right? It's, it's my, like the shuttle. Yeah, shuttle yeah. No. Oh, I like that um, yeah. vertical thingy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. No, uh, if I'd had a bit of forethought and a bit of analysis, I would have got wheels. My thing's uh, completely static, and it's on wood. It's on a wooden floor, so it would actually be perfect if it had wheels with little yeah. lockable things that I could then move out. Because that's what I always found the hardest thing was was trying to get behind. You know, just the discomfort of being behind there, trying to yes. fiddle with cables, Spe- particularly speaker. I hate speaker wires. I've got about thirty centimeters between that and the wall, so I can't even get behind there. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning over it. I, you know, I've strained my back and various well, well, muscles. What you need is kind of like just send one of your kids behind with like a camera. Yeah, you know, like you know, like, like in the movies, and like don't, don't, not that one, not that one, the other one, the other one, cut the other one. Oh my wire. god, oh my god, no, not that one. Oh I'm done my god, god. that's the yeah. HDMI. That, that was the optical cable. God yeah. damn it! Yeah. That would be funny. Yeah. Except I'd never trust any of my kids back there. No fair. Yeah, no, no, no that, that that would be terrible. Oh boy, no, I was. Mine's a mess. I'm just going to have to live with that. And even actually, the cabling behind my computer gear here, you know, I'm embarrassed by it, Frank. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why I thought I'll tidy mine up because you know, so what did you do when you're moving? Yeah. You got a chance to do these things, right? Yeah, you got a chance yeah, to yeah. when you set things up. And so, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I, I peeled twi- it up and I put a, twisty a nylon tie on it. So, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it's fine. How hard can it be to make short USB cables? Well, I mean, it was kind of weird. Like some people were like, I really, really want one, and somebody like was suggesting buy a USB stick that comes with a short cable. But then that's kind of dumb because they're usually like micro cables. And they usually go USB to micro USB or something. Yeah. Like that. I wonder how hard it is to cut one up and just do that. Oh, that'd be ugly though. I couldn't cope with that either. Yeah, but if. Some of my bits might get lost. You wouldn't see it and things. Some of my yeah. bits might get lost in transit. Yeah. The other thing was about cable. It's a big cable episode. Well, I haven't finished talking about cables and <laughs> yeah, okay. So you go first. All right, so I have a big box of cables. Yeah, you because know, every time you buy stuff, right, it comes with cables. Yeah. The other day, I. I I had this moment where I thought, right, I, I think I've got the inner strength. I'm going to go through and throw out some cables. Oh. Because, you know, because I've got, I don't know, I, I think I, I think I can. I You're a brave man. Brave USB-A to USB-B. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the normal the, the one. Big the size, the one. big size to the small one. Yeah, like, yeah. You, like micro. Print, print, yeah, windows, printers right. quite often use those ones. They? They're sort of square ones. Yeah. Oh, yep. I had some of those. Threw all them out because I only got one thing that uses one of those. So, uh, but no, no, yeah. when I say three of them, I keep three of everything, right? But right. even keeping three of anything, I had a pile, <laughs> massive pile, about the size of a, you know, a, a box where you get yeah. photocopying paper. I don't throw cables out, Richard, because you just never know. You just never know when you're going to need it. And I just don't want to be caught short. And three does not sound redundant enough to oh. me. Oh, look, so I you even, are kept, a I even kept like two RF cables for plugging oh, yeah. a TV because you never, know, you never know. That's my thought. You never yep, know. Yep. But I figured, right, enough is enough. Yeah. Yeah. I still kept the parallel port. Yeah. In case, I, you know, I need a dot matrix printer. 
kept all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I figured one would be enough. <sighs> Boy, you're living on the edge there, Richard. <laughs> I know. You know, I, I could take you upstairs and show you closet fulls of crap that I've <laughs> kept and old cards. And, you know, even, even um, like, what, what preceded PCI cards? Um, what was the standard? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I got some of those. You know, they don't even... I can't even plug them in anything, and I, I'm not too sure why I'm even keeping them, just in case. Yeah. It's not even for me. It's for other people, Richard. It's like, you know, keeping a spare vacuum tube, just in case someone's got, like, like one of them old tellies. True, and, true. And you, you just don't know. You, and you want to be a saviour for someone. True. You know, in need. Yeah, boy. So uh, let me finish talking about my cable. Yeah, sure, well, your cable, yeah. Um, so, I, you know, so I've got this cable here. It's a just mini display port to HDMI cable. I had to buy a mini display port to VGA. Now, I need that because I'm quite often plugging into projectors and stuff or data shows for work purposes. Yeah. And then I, um, of course, I want to plug into a monitor. Now, I can't deign plugging in a mini display port into the VGA port of the monitor, right? Because, you know, my monitor's a digital monitor, the ones that work and at home. And, and, you know, it can accept a digital signal. So I can't bear to use an analog input. So, So I, you know, so I have to go buy you know, a, a mini display port to DVI things. So I have to buy three things, right? Three things, when really there ought to be just one, right? Just really yeah. ought just be one. And, okay, it could be mini display port to display port or something. I suppose that would be good. Uh, it, it could be HDMI, but no, the whole industry, you know, wants to use HDMI for AV, display port for just monitors. And it's... It's really upsetting me, Richard. It, yeah, they're right. making me spend a heap of money for no Because I got a I got a mini display board to HDMI adapter DVI, I think DVI. Yeah, maybe I got yeah. the DVI a cable. But or then just I just bought a new I bought a new yeah. monitor and it's got a mini display board, so I can get a mini it's display board to mini display board. Can you even buy those? <laughs> I was thinking, I don't have one of those. Yeah. Oh, that's so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. See, my my monitor here and the one at work has a display port input, and I and you know part secret. I'm a little bit like you. I'm secretly wondering in the middle of the night whether I'm doing myself out of some digital goodness but not by not going mini display port to full display port but instead just using DVI. True. It was just like is that somehow a lesser and, and H, is things, that a lesser digital input? If it's possible to just go from one cable to another cable, why do we have to introduce all these cables? Exactly. Yeah. And so these I, like, I haven't said that. I quite like the mini DVI. Uh, sorry, the mini display, mini display port. It's kind of nice. It's small. Nice plug. Yeah. But I mean who really gives a rat? Whereas the HDMI one's always been a bit crap. I That's noticed too, it's also unusual that the HDMI end of this cable is gold and the um, mini display port end of it is silver. What do you think about that, Richard? What, why? Uh... Why? You know, were they scrimping and saving on the gold plating there? Well, because... Is somehow HDMI require that extra connectivity? Because HDMI, yeah, there's a lot of mythology around HDMI, you know. Indeed. Version 1.3, 1.4. God knows gold what plating, this is. So that's yeah. for the audio files that have been sold a bunch of bollocks gold. by in, yeah. in, in consumer shops. But consumer shops don't really sell many display ports. They say, ah, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> uh, we'll make that... Um, silver. Silver. Cheap, 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 cheap metal, steel things. Yeah, look, I don't even know what standard this one supports. I actually probably should have checked that, to be yeah. honest. I just, you know, HDMI. If it passes sound, that's good enough for me. Probably doesn't do 3D doesn't bother me since I don't have a 3D thingy. True. Now, what did you do about your parents, uh, your in-laws around cabling? You know? oh, I listened to it. So they're probably using composite inputs. Oh, you'll be lucky. <laughs> RF inputs. Can oh. you even get no. RF inputs? Oh, no, sorry, yeah, right. No, they'll be, yeah. Yeah, uh, composite. composite, not component. Component. Yeah, be, yeah, composite, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they are. Have you not 
have you not encountered that in the past? I've encountered that past where I've gone to people's places and they've got, you know, like a 50-inch big-ass full HD or quadruple HD, you know, thing that's got every little uh, uh, feature in it. And, they've, and I've looked around the back and they've plugged in their DVD player using a little composite cable. And I've just smiled to myself somewhat smugly. It's like, yep, their panel kicks ass, but they're getting a pretty crap picture. But you know what? They, don't, they won't even notice. But sometimes, actually, <laughs> I find that um, sometimes if, if you're coming from an SD source going to an HD panel, a little bit of fuzziness coming through the source. You see ads? Not actually a bad thing. <laughs> Because otherwise, you know, it gets a really crisp image. It's going, oh, how am I going to, how am I going to yeah. extrapolate it across the panel? And actually, yeah, coming back to your DVI versus VGA, yeah. I've actually found sometimes that the, VGA's the panels VJs look nicer. They yeah. have less aliasing going on. Well, look, let's be honest. My eyes are analog. Yes, they are. <laughs> so maybe this whole thing about fixating on digital oh. panels and digital inputs is really bollocks. No, wait a minute. You got little, you got little light receptors in the back there. That's digital, dude. <laughs> I don't think so. So anyway, why have I got? Why did I have to buy three of these cables? Apart from the actual need for different input sources, it's for this um, for this little thing I bought. All oh, right. I, got, I, had, uh, I didn't even notice. I it. got a little MacBook here. Yeah. So uh, yeah. and it, now, Richard, it wasn't in like some kind of escalating arms race because you've got you know a new Mac or anything. No. I've had my eye on these little incy wincy uh, MacBooks for quite some time. Ever mm-hmm. since I think uh, last year when they came out, we had a look at them and. I was amazed by them, yep. and I've been wanting to really not have to carry around a 15-inch MacBook Pro, which I don't know how many kilos that is, but it's very heavy. I complain about it. People think that I'm just whining about it, but it's true. Yep. It really hurts my shoulder. And for and I'm not getting any younger, Richard. True. I'm not. None of us are. Mm-hmm. So I thought, go small, go ultra portable, 11 inches. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, 11 inches is enough. Yeah, especially well, when you, you plugged it into a exactly twenty-four into a big ass monitor. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah, when I found it's like, oh, crikey, it's just got that little insequency mini display port thing, and oops, I've got nothing, I've got no way to connect it, so I had to buy all these <laughs> crazy little cables, which hopefully I won't lose. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you have choice with your, um, what's that thing that you bought, what's it called, the uh, the Mac Mini, the Mini Mac, that's got choices, right, in terms yeah, of yeah. how you plug, uh, plug so it's got HDMI it. out, and it's got Mini DVI, yeah. uh, sorry, Thunderbolt. Yeah, Dis- uh, Display Port. the same as Dis- Display Port, yeah. 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 So why did they give you choice? Why they? Why do they? So uh, I guess they set it up as a home home theater kind of mini. Yeah, person, I mean, it? it's designed to support two monitors at once, off the bat. Ah, oh, right. Right. So rather than like using faff, two different cables, rather than faffing around, they're like, look, dude, you know, you, you want probably want to support two monitors, right? Yeah. Which is quite progressive because you know a lot of PC manufacturers probably still think most people only want one, and probably there's lots of people that just want one. But yes, the vast but, you know, majority. I couldn't, I couldn't live without two. Well, I could obviously. But. I do here. I'm slumming oh, it. I know. I'm it on one screen. Yeah. So anyway, how's your MacBook here going? I mean, well, it, it goes. It's it fast. Does it does. It's. Sl- oh, I was going to say it's slow. It's small and it's fast. Yeah. It's just like me, on the soccer court. It's small <laughs> and I'm fast. Uh, no, it's worked great. I've I've um, transferred all the stuff from the old machine onto this. That was a Core Two Duo uh, era machine, mm-hmm. a two point two gigahertz. I think it's got the same amount of memory, four gig, and it's actually got half the size of actual storage. This is a 256 gig um, SSD. So fast, blindingly fast. Yeah. It almost makes my eyes bleed, it's so fast. Yeah. Uh, if I don't, you know, if I blink, I don't see it start up. Uh, so, it's, yeah, it's really pleasant to use. It's very light. 
the screen's good enough that I can actually uh, show people things, demo things. I actually use it today like that, and and people weren't squinting at it. So no, it feels good. It feels a little bit like a little bit feminine, though I have to say. Yeah. And when I carry it around, I feel like I'm clutching a purse or um, one of those small Sony. You know those little small Sony. It doesn't really. Um, you know, yeah. Tiny little pocket PC things. Yeah. It feels a little bit like that. So I feel a little bit girly. Yeah, it doesn't really leap out at you. That's the weird thing about it because I didn't notice it. It looks like I've just like, got my I, iPad like, upside down, right? Yeah, it does. It, like totally, totally anonymous. Yeah. yeah so yeah. well, that's okay. I, I want it to just be. But the, they, you know, they're, they're functional devices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so good keyboard. Can... It's a nice keyboard, backlit. It's you know the the latest generation That's stuff. Good. Use it in the dark. Uh, well, I guess I could. Well, yeah, you seemed excited about having a backlit. <laughs> Why are you backlight keyboards if you're not going to use it in the dark? Yeah, I guess so. It's yeah. just you know one of those things. That if you're in the market for a backlight yeah. keyboard, it's like hey, I got so much battery power. I am so efficient. I can backlight, yeah. I can backlight the keyboard. Um, yeah, the battery power seems okay so far. I, I tend to leave it plugged in when I'm at work. Yeah. And things. Uh, I, I guess the only thing I don't like with these sort of new unibody Macs is the fact that the ports are quite snug when you plug things in. Yeah. And I'm, and I want. To, I look after my machines, Richard. You know, I don't. I don't treat them rough. Yeah. So I'm very careful when I plug in USB cables or monitor cables because I don't want it to scuff up the aluminium. And there's there's not a lot of tolerance in these little ports. They're very very snug. Mm-hmm. So one of the problems, I guess, about buying cheapo, nasty cables is that you hope that the tolerance on those cables is just as good as. Uh, well, come back, it's coming out of the same factory, probably. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm praying it is. Mm-hmm. So so far, yeah, so far good, so good, far good, oh, good. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of my own IT support person at work because I've sort of opted out of using, you know, my work's equipment. Mm. So you know, I've had to spend a bit of time copying things across, and you know, in the past, you just say to IT support please go away and move all my data from here to there. And, you know, they'd come back in a week's time and most had been done. But now, you know, I'm, reti- you know, I'm entirely reliant on, on, on my uh, own skills and uh, efforts. So I can only have myself to blame when I um, lose gigabytes of data. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's all, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, I, uh, I watched the... I've got just a couple of things I wanted to... Oh, look, the other thing that I was a kind of interesting news was that whole WebOS, you know, the touchpad from HP getting kind of dumped and then it's not dumped and then HP saying it's going to sell its PC business. What do you make of all that craziness? I mean, they went to a lot of effort to buy Compaq a few years ago, remember? And then it's like, uh, you know, can't really make a goal of it. They certainly know how to pick a winner. (laughs) In terms of WebOS. Well, I mean, in terms of PCs, you know, know, the argument is there's not a lot of... it's one of those. They say there's not a lot of you know money in PCs, and that's probably true. But well, I think it's only because it's only cause, yeah. well, Apple make money, and it's only because I think and to a certain extent they make a lot of money out of other stuff. They yeah. just can't get the same margins they get out of printer Printers, cartridges. Yeah, and, and, and some of their enterprise stuff. You know, they, they've it's almost like they're a bit bored with being a consumer company in some ways. They want to be a big enterprise player. They have. They want to sort of emulate Oracle, uh, IBM, the Oracle, no, and IBM. No, I, yeah, I think they want to be like IBM, and that could be good. Like I guess for. Sh- you know, shareholders and things. But I think it's bad for us. I, th- I agree. I think it's bad for us. And actually, I think it's bad HP, for enterprises. HP makes some of the nicer-looking Windows PCs. No, nothing yeah. you know, nothing groundbreaking, nothing exciting, but they just nice, clean. Yeah. yeah, they do make yeah. good printers. Yeah. If they could somehow turn uh, parts of the PC business or their, you know, WebOS business into the, kind of like a printer cartridge kind of business where, you know, you, you got the thing for free, but... 
maybe you, well, you do with a slate, don't you? They, <laughs> yeah, true. They, yeah. So, so you I get the device know. right, and it's less than it costs them to manufacture it. Yes, that's the that's slate. Good. That's good value for money. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's no consumable, so that's that's where the more. Well, maybe, yeah, they should make consumables like um, maybe like use the battery power. Imagine if that you converted, you had to go and buy like battery chargers or something, like you had to pay for ink ink refills. Well, that's the Apple model, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, no, but if you made it, if you made you have like to send a device back after four hundred. No, 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 no. Um, or if, you know, your battery. If they put a thing in there, we're artificially decayed. Or, or maybe you get like a, a thousand hours. Yeah, exactly. A thousand hours of WebOS. Yes. Yep. And then if you want another thousand hours of WebOS, you have got to buy some more WebOS. That's right. So yeah. you, you get to keep the actual um, touchpad. Yeah. But and you can take out the little battery thing, say, or just charge it or something. But it only lasts for a certain number of hours. They could make a mint. They could totally revolutionise. Assuming the, everybody did it. Oh, because you were well, saying it's because they've, they've sold it at a loss. Uh, so it's the yeah. PSP, no, PSP well, the it's, PlayStation model. And the, yeah, well, it's the printer, printer model, model, basically. Yeah. Give the things out for free. Yeah. And people think, what a bargain. I just have to pay for battery charge. Do you, I reckon they could be onto a winner if they do that. Well, yeah. as, as uh, one of the news articles said, you know, they aimed with the Slate to be number two in the market and they've succeeded. Right. They're the number two selling tablet yeah, device tablet in the market. With the, yeah, right. Just happens to be this a very yeah, poor and a market. Huge loss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, maybe they could just then incorporate ink into these things. True. You know? So make them like so a tablet and a multifunction device all in one. Yeah. The market for that, Richard, be incredible. A tablet that prints. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people get quite upset about the fact that you know all the information is just on the screen. And, you know, they resort to doing things like putting it on the photocopier. Have you ever tried that? It doesn't work. I tried that once. It, <laughs> no. does, it does not work. Oh, they're even good to do that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, to be honest, uh, I feel almost embarrassed. I'm not entirely sure why it didn't work. <laughs> but, uh, well, is it, is it just because the glasses got reflected? Uh, uh, yeah, well, it that's probably like it. Photograph. If I maybe had a matte finish on this table. Sorry, that's interesting. You'd yeah. think you could photocopy an e-book. Maybe. Maybe. Could you try, try that <laughs> with a Kindle? Yeah. No, I'm serious. I'm quite interested. I yeah, wonder if it's it. because of the ref- I believe it is a reflect. It's not. It's, um, yeah, as opposed to some sort of clever, you know, the backlight yeah. flashing yeah, synchro, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. thought maybe it was that or somehow the contrast. Um, it was uh, the, the brightness of the photocopy was oversaturating, you know, or overexposing the, the yeah. screen. But I, now that you mention it, I think it was actually more a manifestation of the reflective glass on this. So if you put a matte finish, you know, film over the top of your iPad, yeah. maybe you could actually uh, photocopy. I also thought maybe it's a bloody DRM, <sighs> and they've be, actually just done be. that to so, prevent you so from photocopying the e You probably couldn't photocopy e-books either. No, no. Well, I want you to try it with a Kindle. Quite, there's a funny image in my head there. You know, just saying something. What are you doing? I'm photocopying pages out of my e-book. e-book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just, I'm going to put them on the, the web. I, I'm just going to stand there and keep photocopying until somebody asks me. What are you doing? But if I only do ten percent of it, it's okay. It's okay. According yeah. to yeah. That's right. Yeah, and what are you gonna do with that? Well then I'm gonna scan it and then I'm gonna post it onto the internet. Yeah, and then convert it to PDF and then I'm gonna put it on my ebook reader. <laughs> uh, so a lot of people um a lot of people I know, and even me originally, were kinda of sad that that whole WebOS thing kind of died and that they were dumping it. And did did you feel Yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah, and now I've been analysing that that um sentiment. And I, a lot of, I don't know why you felt that way. A lot of, can, actually, you tell me why you felt a bit sad about it. Or why well, I, I like having a, a field of competitors. I, yeah. I, I've got a certain affiliation, I guess, with Palm as well. Kind of Palm right. was another one of those companies that really kind of revolutionised that marketplace in terms yeah, of handheld okay. devices, yep. 
making PDAs part of our lives. Mm. All right. So you mentioned one thing, competition. And I have probably said that to a number of people. I said, oh, competition's good. So it's good to have Android tablets. Palm, you know, doing their web boss is great, especially because it looks really good and it actually mm. looks like it might go somewhere. Uh, and actually listen, you know, listen to a lot of other people, they've always said this competition thing. And then I thought, I thought, thought about this. I thought, well, that's complete bollocks. It absolutely doesn't matter because actually has competition made, say, Apple any more innovative? Because they actually invented, you know, that uh, market. They invented the kind of touch, uh, sorry, the touch smartphone. And it's not like they needed an, um, competition to spur them on to innovation. So for me, thinking that somehow this is going to make you know better products, what well, might with Android and it's stuff. It's the pace I, of innovation, though, isn't yeah, it? Well, no, I don't even necessarily. I don't even too sure I subscribe to that. You know, and, and I'm holding up Apple here as obviously a, a leader in innovation and design. They didn't need idiots out there to be com, you know competitors to push them into new directions. They did that on their own accord. That's what makes them innovative. But I think there's a difference between uh, you know disruptive new directions yeah. and just incremental improvement, right? So mm. arguably, until Firefox came along, IE stagnated because it was a monopoly. Well, arguably, yeah. iOS wouldn't be progressing at the pace it was if it didn't have the competition from Android. Arguably, I don't. I think that's a pretty. Thin they would still be enhancing it. I, yeah. you know, I don't, yeah. don't. Don't disagree with that. Yeah. But I think the pace at which they do that. Well, well. Are you, would you think? But, they but that's know. very different. That incremental improvement yeah. is very different from disruptive stuff. Yeah, disruptive no, no, no. Is, okay. It's yeah. always going to come from left field, yeah. and you know, companies are either going to do it or they're not going to do it. Uh, look, there's certainly some value and logic in that uh, argument. Uh, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's entirely right. The reason I'm, I'll say that is because. Uh, look, they released the iPad 2, you know, a year after the iPad 1. Yeah, you know, yawn. I, yawn. Yeah. No, yawn, but um, let me say this. I don't think they necessarily did that because of competition. I think they did that because that's the natural product cycle, because they know that if they release a new product, people will buy it. You know, not, not us, maybe, but a whole bunch of other people who may be sitting on the fence, or are people who will just buy the new thing every year. So it doesn't even have to be, I guess, a big um, change. We will see changes. We will see improvements. Uh, and yeah, but, but, it is, it, but it, it wasn't your right. So let's say, yeah. let's say nobody else decided to enter the tablet market. They wouldn't have stayed with an iPad one. They would iPad, stayed, yeah. the iPad three would be more of the same. It would be. Uh, you think so? You think? I that, think so. Yeah. You think so? Okay. Well, what was the other reason you were sad about Webos? Was that it? No, that was it. Oh, okay. I, I think I was I was sad. Uh, no, I think it was also partly that palm sentiment. It's like, oh, what a, a once great company. and innovative company. Yeah, another big company killed uh, by... Yeah, killed off by big enterprise. Yeah. And, and it saddened... It. Well, what saddens me is that HP used to be such an innovative organisation, you know? Yeah. They used to do amazing stuff. And I bet, you know, the, the Hewitt Packard guys... Uh, I think they're both dead, right? I can't remember. Um they would be kind of upset about the direction they're going. And now they're run by the guy that was ex-SAP, and they're getting into really boring stuff. It's like, cool, we're getting into the enterprise you know, software market, and we're going to do professional services. Yawn. Uh, yawn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least Oracle has you know, some decent, well, interesting... Uh, well, I was going to say... Where are you going with no, this? Yeah, I was say, <laughs> no, Oracle's not just professional services. At least they've got some oh, no, interesting pro, software pro, product, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's some stuff going. And even IBM, you know, they still patent a whole bunch of stuff. That's they they still do, yeah. They, they, they built a lot of R and D. That small storage array. They, they oh, what was that store, 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 store storage? One hundred and fifty. One hundred and twenty petabyte storage array. 
Yeah, where even the index is bigger than most storage arrays. Yeah. So that, that's we put in an order, but with a capped price of a grand. And it better not need new cables. Oh, no. It's be on short <laughs> A little SATA one. Thunderport, man. Or Thunderbolt, or whatever the heck it's called. That's, well, that's what I want. Thunderpants. That's I want. a stupid name. <laughs> it's never going to take off. They should just... I'm waiting for USB 4. USB 4. Yeah, USB 3. Oh, I was really funny. I was looking, uh, I was looking at um, you know, flash drives, thumb drives. Yeah. Number of those now, USB 3 compatible. You're kidding me? I mean, they, they've still only got a write speed of, you know, 5 megabytes a second, but they're full USB 3 compatible. Yeah. What, what's the um, what's the throughput of USB 3? I can't remember. Huge. Is it more than like uh, like a SATA connection or a 6 gigabit SATA uh, 3? It, yeah, I think it's faster than that. I don't know. Yeah, but the, Either the way, actual memory is not Let's be honest, enough. you know, most uh, flash drives can't keep up with USB 2. Right. In terms of write speed. Yeah. Maybe read, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah but okay. definitely not write speed. And do you pay extra for these USB 3? Uh, yeah, you do. And I not haven't, much I haven't got any USB 3 capable devices. Uh, have you not? Uh, and I'm not likely to. Yeah. Well, you have. Well, of course. Yes. What's, what, what have you got? Well, Mac Mini's all USB 3. Bollocks. It is. Apple don't do USB 3. All right, then. It's FireWire 800. <laughs> <You> sure? <laughs> I... I Richard, you're talking to an Apple fanboy, okay? Uh, Apple has not embraced USB 3. They won't even do Blu-ray, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. Hey, you know how we had a, um, you know, that podcast of a few episodes ago where we had that three minutes of silence? Yeah. Yeah, had a bit of feedback from listeners that they actually would prefer more of the silence <laughs> in the podcast rather than the actual oh, talking. Oh, that's harsh. Uh, yeah. So well, we might double, the, we might do six minutes of silence uh, on the end of this one. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about that um, old hypersonic aeroplane that the US military were testing? It's, I think it was the second hypersonic aeroplane they tested, and it kind of got lost and went missing in flight. Yeah. Did you find it? Uh, no, well, you know, it'd be quite good if it actually landed in our backyard. Well, it should probably be quite damaging, I would imagine. But yeah, uh, this thing that, you know, I think it's, I don't know what's hypersonic. Is it Mark V or something? Or Mark oh, and the rest? No, it goes stupidly fast. No, is it really? Well, at least it can get anywhere in the world in an hour, right? Yeah, so that means yeah. it's got to go 12 times faster than Jumbo Jet. Well, how fast is that? Well, Mark 10, Mark 11. It was incredibly fast. Well, that's quite fast. It really fast. Yeah, no yeah. wonder it crashed. Yeah. Well, did it, like, crash and burn? Or I mean, you got to be careful of those sorts of I'm things. I'm not sure that if you go at that kind of speed and if you crash, you, you do anything other than burn. Well, you explode sure. and you, and you oh, leave okay. a crater, right? But hopefully it landed in water or in some uninhabited area. Hopefully it didn't land in some, you know, city. True. Because, you know, big damage. So anyway, what, what kind of bugged me about that? Apart from the fact that it's pretty careless, mm. you know, losing a hypersonic aircraft. The other thing that bugged me is that it was, um, I, I know this is inevitable, but it was basically designed as a um, military transport thing. You know, a weapon weapon platform, right? Yeah. The, what bugs you about that? Well, because wouldn't, I'd be kind of interested in being able to get to places faster. Okay. That would be more useful to me than deploying weapons. Okay. So well, how much money are you going to put in? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, governments could put in money to this. I mean, I, I can't see why we can't actually invest R&D money into actually making the world a better place and improving things like transport. So what, we don't need to find better ways and faster ways of killing people. We got there. You know, the Tomahawk missile or an ICBM or, you know... Uh, biological weapons. I don't think you understand what uh, what excites the military, right? Killing people faster, Fast, bigger, well, I know, but more you, accurately. That's just for the police. Well, surely there's a point of diminishing returns because it must cost a lot to get the bombs to go from one part of the world to another part of the world in one hour. I mean, 
you know, is it really going to matter if it takes a few more hours? Yeah. <laughs> what, they might miss the target or something? <laughs> they just have to be better at planning. You know, it's a bit like when you're you know, going somewhere and you've got kids. You just have to allow a little bit of extra time to, you know, account for the fact you've got to get the kids into the car, get the suit belts on, then you've got to take them out so they go, go to the toilet and all that kind of stuff. Now, if the military would just plan a little bit better, then they wouldn't have to worry about these little hypersonic transports. And then really good money could be invested in it to help the world be a better place so that I could travel faster to holiday destinations. That's all I'm asking, Richard. That's all I'm asking. And I, don't, and I think if more people kind of had that attitude, uh, we'd have a better planet. Right. Okay. <laughs> that, don't agree. Clearly not. All right. Well, I, I, I said my piece. <laughs> All right. I'll, yeah, time out on that one. Time out on that one. All right. Well, um, I, I, did you have anything with the Gadget Graveyard? No. I'll, I will. Let's finish on that. Okay. I, do, yeah. I did actually watch a Star Trek episode, but because we're, we're, uh, we get, you're getting tired. I am getting it's tired. Getting, yeah. We're running uh, pretty good on time. I will just we'll do the gadget graveyard. That is an impressive. Graveyard. I found this. This so what is, is it? Uh, it's a Dick Smith Electronics audio cassette head demagnetizer. Now I found this upstairs in my closet. I was rummaging around for uh, looking for something, and I came across this, and I thought, brilliant! This is going in the gadget graveyard, straight to the gadget graveyard. So I bought this um, back when I had my BBC Micro Model B, which Ooh. only had a tape drive because I, ne- I my parents were kind of didn't have enough money for me to afford to uh, get a, a floppy drive and they didn't have solid state drives back then so I had a tech drive which was a very well worn and so I got the uh, head demagnetizer in order to maintain the health uh, of that cassette player so it's it's well, a quite a complex uh, so that was device. a cassette player for the purposes of reading data yeah 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 for saving you know saving data loading programs right. uh, you and, know, and, that's and all it, you had did it make a difference yeah, absolutely. Because if you if you didn't use one of these de- demagnetizers, uh, a it could um, affect your data cassettes over time. Yeah. I could actually wipe it or add um, introduce noise, mm. and also just when the head would read a tape, uh, it, it would actually you know maybe be a bit noisier. So sometimes you'd you know get out the isopropyl alcohol and the cotton buds, that's and you'd, right. yep. you'd scrub yeah, clean, clean the heads, right. yeah. and then periodically you'd run the demagnetizer through it as well, just to make sure that you protect the whole system. Wow. Well, it made me feel better anyway. It made me feel better. So if you pull that puppy out, it, it, it looks exactly like a, um, an audio cassette. It's in the shape of an audio cassette, but it's got all these, it's clear cases, it's got all these interesting electronic things in there. And frankly, I don't know what to do with it anymore, because I don't have a cassette player anymore. But I feel like I can't throw that out, because I might come across a cassette player. Or a cassette recorder. So, and I'll you, walk know, you know how there's all these electronics in here? Yes. What, what power is that? Uh, yeah, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> oh, there, must have been, there used to be a battery there, didn't it? Oh. That looks like it's got a, a oh, button yeah. cell. So actually, what you got to do is... Oh, you know, there's a little um, open-close panel yeah. uh, where you twist it open and you put a little... Um, one of those button batteries in there. I don't know what sort. Yeah. That probably and just powers that. the LED lamp, to be honest. Yeah. It made a horrendous noise. You had to when you use this thing. You actually, had to, uh, to Fail. turn the volume down. <laughs> All right, another uh, you know pr- production issue uh, again. Yeah. So uh, I think we better finish it up, Richard. Okay. Because we're That's uh, awesome. we, you know we're having a few issues there. Um, thanks for geeking out with us. We're the Ministry of Geek.